This is the Entrepreneur Podcast with Amy and Jeff. We're a husband and wife team that has started and scaled salons in multiple markets, each with its own unique starting point. We launch each business with core strategies and by always staying true to our vision and brand. Tune in for ideas and inspiration on how to achieve wealth in your salon business, relationships, and family. Welcome to the Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Amy, and this is Jeff, and we are going to talk about what, Jeff? We're going to talk about chair rental and booth rental. And for anybody that's been listening to the podcast for a while, we know what you're thinking. You're like, Amy and Jeff, they're just a bunch of commission salon they loving. They're not thinking that. Yeah, they, they are. Think like, you oh, are, they're but... all right. Jeff's always talking about the positives of it and <laughs> the kidding. team and growing. No, I know they they think the same thing about you. Trust me, I, I hear the talk. Do you? Okay. Oh yeah. No, okay. it's it's nasty. Oh, um, <laughs> but but the reality is is it's cool that there are different business models in this industry, yes. and I think it is cool that. You know, if you are at a point in your career where you're like, look, I want to just be me and I want to do my clients and I want to control everything. Well, you don't quite control everything. We'll talk about that. But I want to control just about everything I can control. It's time for me to take my business and move to a booth or or a chair, depending on what it is. Or suite. Yeah. So booth. Yeah, I know. Why do I say booth? I don't know. Does anybody even do a booth anymore? I think people do say booth sometimes, but it's mostly like suite. It just sounds fancier. It is fancier. Like like a shop. Nobody, it's not a shop. I hate when people call me hair shop. Like you working at the shop? Like I do not fix Changing mufflers? Yeah, it sucks. So no. All right. No booths, no shops. No booths, no shops. All right. Yes, what I meant to say was suite, but then the name was escaping okay, me okay, all right okay. chair rental or suite rental back on we're back on topic we get it anyway we see you we hear you we get it so let's talk about some of the the positives of booth rental because we have talked a lot about commission benefits yeah. and yep. and why why we like that model for salon owners um but let's talk about why a stylist might want to go there so one um this was one for us is once your book of business is is capped it could seem like taking your clients to rent would be more profitable, right? You're not yeah, you're not sure. sharing a a percentage, whatever that may be, with the salon itself. So that one makes sense to me. You know, yeah. you run the numbers in your yeah. head, and you're like, I I think I can actually make more money if I go this direction. Yeah, and you don't want to give a percentage away. You just you you want all that to come into your business. So I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, another big one is just. You want to do your own thing. You want to be your own boss. You know, essentially control as much of the business as you can. We mentioned this earlier. That's a big one, right? I think everybody wants that. Yes. If you want the title. Yeah. If you've only been in a salon or worked for someone, we all have. We are called the salon entrepreneur for a reason. We have these business owning aspirations. So we understand that mindset like, hey, I'm ready to do my own thing. I want to take on the responsibility. I want to give this a shot. Makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Like I said, everybody wants that title. They want to say, I own my own salon. I own my own business. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, w- I don't, I guess not everybody, but most of the people I would say want want that. 
Yeah, or at least to give it a shot. And it's right, a right. it's a low barrier of entry. There's suites all over the place. So to do that, it it makes it much more accessible than I'd say other businesses to do something oh, along for those sure. lines. Yep. So much easier. And for the most part, you're like, I just, they provide the chair, they provide the sink. I just need to put some maybe storage in and I'm ready to rock. Yep. No. So we get that too. And uh, we, we applaud people for saying, I'm ready to take some ownership. Maybe it's part of a longer vision. I mean, even our experience, you said, Hey, I'm going to move to a suite. We tried this ourselves and we're going to grow it because we're in a new market. We're going to grow it there and then ultimately wanted to move up then and buy a business. But our initial plan was we wanted to have some book of business at a low risk level from a suite yes. that we could grow into buying a larger brick and mortar location. That was so we get that kind of thought yeah. process. Those are all the things that I said. I'm like, I want to come and go as I please. I want to have I don't need a lot of space. I just want it. I just want it to be me this time. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've got, we've got two little girls. I can come and go as I please and just do those clients and then I'm back home. And those are, those are my thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is a big one. We always talk about the positive side. Like you got to have that team energy. You got to have that culture. But if you're in a salon with a really toxic culture, with a lot of, uh, you know, shit talking and whatever else, it's (laughs) just a bad place to be a bad place to work. We get why you'd want to get out and do your own thing and just be like, I'm getting away from all these catty people. Right. I just can't take it anymore. I've got great clients, but I don't even want them to be around all of the drama all of the time. I'm just going to go get my own spot and do this thing. Yeah. And that drama's real. And we all know that that can make your your day, your week, your month suck. So if yeah. you're like, you know what? Deuces. Like, I'm going to go and get my own space. Totally understand that, too. Yep. Yep. Um, and that kind of goes to the next one. You just got a shitty boss. Like the salon owner, they don't invest in you. They don't invest in the salon. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see the writing on the wall that this thing is heading downhill, or at least it's it's not fun anymore. Right. And yeah, you could look at other salons or, or things like that. But it's again, I've got the book of business. I love my clients. I'm ready to take this risk and do this thing. We get it. You know, we yeah. get it. Yeah. And I, and I've heard that from stylists before too, just saying like, my boss does not grow my business. I get all my clients myself. Mm -hmm. I market myself within the business. I, you know, I do all the Instagram, the Facebook, all the marketing myself, the Google, whatever it might be. So there's not much value here. So I would, I'm just going to take it and do a suite at this point. That is totally makes sense. If you're, if you're not getting any, anything from that salon, that you see that's valuable, why would you be there? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point in that. And I think that's a really mature perspective to have in from an entrepreneurial perspective is to say, where is the value? We all need to be creating value for each other, depending on where you're at. So if there is literally no value, aside from we do talk about the bills get paid, you know, the back bar is Uh, there, right? I guess there should still be some value in that. But if your book of business there's just nothing coming in and you can tell that there's no marketing or no support going on. We think that's a pretty valid reason that you're starting to at least look for other options. Yes. And I just think for the most part as a stylist, as a stylist myself, but just also talking to stylists too, we're not looking at the bills because we know that you go in the suite, the bills are a lot less and you're like, well, I'm, I'm crushing it. So that's not really going to be an issue. So yeah. Yep. 
Um, the hours, I think that's that starts off for a lot of people. Maybe you've got shifts that you don't like or you can't get out of, and the salon that you're at just requires you to work certain hours that, that yeah. just don't vibe. Now, I'll kind of use this one as a plus and minus. I always think the hours one is a little bit... Um, kind of a, a catch 22 because you really are then at the mercy of your clients hours and when they want to see you. So I think a lot of people that move into suites end up working all kinds of crazy hours to accommodate their clients, to make sure they don't lose their clients. So the hours one to me is kind of hit and miss because you don't really get to call your own shots on hours because it's ultimately up to your clients to some degree, unless again, they're just, they'll do whatever it is you need. They'll fill whatever gap you have. Again, amazing if you have a book of business like that, but I don't see that too often. Yeah. And that's always the case. I mean, in, in even just in my salon, right? We're all, our hours are based on when our clients need us. However, they are, they're more accommodating when it's a business, like an actual, like bigger building where they know there's multiple, they know that you're not choosing your hours or the business hours. I guess I let my stylist choose their, choose their hours, but the, the salon hours, you're not choosing those like the start to finish um, right. in general. So they, they're not going to ask you for some of those things, but if it's just you and they know that clients like to take advantage too, and, and they like to text you on off hours all the time. They, you know, and they will take advantage and because they know it's you, they, it might be your business and you might have salon, whatever, they still know, well, that's just so-and-so and she'll take me at, I need her to do it at seven tonight. Seven I have yeah. to do it tonight. Like I can't. And a lot of times we do. And so that's, like you said, you're kind of at their mercy. Yep. Uh, this one, uh, I get it too. Just don't like the products. Um, you're not happy with the products right. that are in there. You're maybe passionate about a natural brand or something along those lines. It's where you want to take your career path. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. it to me, that probably wouldn't be the only thing that would make me make a move. And maybe I'd be talking to the salon owner about it. But I know that there are stylists we've talked to that have said, yeah, I mean, everything was okay, but I just really wanted to rep this brand or work with this brand, or I'm going to be an right. educator for this brand. And so I'm doing this. Those things make sense. Those things do make sense. And as, as a salon owner with multiple stylists, I mean, you're probably not going to listen because you might have a color line that you're heavily invested in. So if a stylist comes up to you and is like, Hey, I really want to use X. Well, not going to purchase X for just you. You know, we have to go all in on one. Right. Um, that's where we get the value and the perks. So I totally understand it. You know, um, obviously there's a number attached to that. So the negative is that you're going to be a purchasing. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be purchasing and all that. And um, the the other thing that I've seen so, so often is that this, as a suite, for one, you don't have the space. You don't have as much space, but you also, you don't want to pay for a huge buy-in. You don't want to pay for all this color on hand. So you're limited, you know, because it's on you. Right. And it's just you. So it's just a little different in that uh, regard, but... I also get it if you don't like the products at all. You might just be at the wrong salon. But if you're not, if there's a multitude of things and the salon is cool, you just might be ready. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those are the main points. We we get it. We like that there is this option in the industry for people to take that chance and to pursue salon ownership in, in whatever fashion you feel like is the right place to start. Um, I think we'll finish this episode as just we put a list together of 
you know, all these things that might be why you want to move out. We've got like 12 reasons that just think about this before you're ready to rent. You ready for me to rattle these off? Yeah, go for it. Because these are ones that, that we think about a lot. All right. So one, if you really do want to be a entrepreneur, I think a big thing is not your sign, not your business. We see this all the time. You've got the big suites out there. I won't name any specifically, but it's their name that's on the suite. Yours is down the hall, three rights, three <laughs> lefts, right? Knock twice, and then I'll meet you in the back, and you'll be able to get in. That's yeah. a big one that people don't think about. It's not that easy to market that when their no, their big sign sucks. is on the front. And they, you can tell them, you know, take a right, take a left, straight ahead, whatever. They will never do that. And then they'll be calling you. They're lost. They don't show up. Some people give up. You know, some someone might take your client. I've seen that too in those sweet situations. Somebody's like, client's lost. They don't know. You don't know them yet. It's a new client. They're like, well, I'm free. I'm sitting here doing nothing. You see me. Come on in. It, it's right. happened. Yep. So it's, it's just something to think about. It's really not as dreamy in some regards. And that's one of them. Yep. Uh, this is a big one to me is if you're sick they go somewhere else, like to mm-hmm. another salon. Or, and you just mentioned, they can't find you, they might go to somebody else. Yes. But in in a salon environment, a lot of times we'll find ways to work around it. And again, your clients may wait for you to feel better, but at least in a, a team setting, you're keeping that person happy in the business that might need to get their hair done. So you just miss one time and then you get them the next time when you're feeling better. Happens all the time at my salon. Yeah. All the time. All the salons we've ever had. I mean, people get sick and all the time, you know, honestly, both the stylist gets sick and the clients get sick. So there's, there's this, or just they're out for whatever reason, there is a, a change of plans. And when you're on your own, there's a, a higher risk to lose them altogether. Oh yeah, because they're going to a completely different salon. This is your business. Now they're going to a different business. They have, they have no choice, really. If I mean, you could be out for six weeks for something. You could have a baby. Who knows? You know. Yep. And and if you're in a salon setting like mine too, they're like, well, go go to so and so because I'm taking a trip for a week. And they're like, great. I know her. I like her. She sits right next to you. And then they're like, then can I get back on your schedule? Yeah, great. You know? Right. So it's easy. Yep. Think about that. There, there's going to be some churn and you need to be able to manage that. Um, we've seen this, that it, it is very difficult to market to. Yes, you've set up your own business. You've got a great Instagram, you know, all that kind of stuff, but it's still marketing works in lots of different facets. People will see the name on their mobile devices, but then it's not until they drive by it a couple times and see the the sign out front or yep. things like that, that it really locks in and then all of a sudden they book or it's popping up because it's a location near them. If you have 50 different hair salons inside one suite area, you don't stick out. It's going to be very difficult for your marketing to really drive home. You'll, you'll be able to do some, but it's, it's a big difference versus your own sign on the front like we mentioned before. Yeah. And I mean, that happens to me now. And obviously I'm very savvy with the suite situation and stuff. I mean, I... I was going to a spray tan place and then I get there and I'm like, oh, she's in the suite. I have to go find her now in here. And then I'm calling her going, which one are you? What number are you? Because that wasn't marketed to me. It was just the name of her business. It wasn't marketed where the location was or what number room she was in, you know? So happens all the time. Yeah. Well, and I think again, over the last five years, I think clients have become more familiar with that scenario, but but even back then, it was you could really lose clients because they're just like, I don't even understand what this is. Yeah. But, but now I think we're maybe past that a little bit. 
I mean, I, I want to say we are, but honestly, there's so many clients that are still not used to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't work in a suite. My name is on the building and we have clients call us, go, where are you? Where? Like, I can't find you. And it's like, it's the big building. Look up. It says the name, you know? So, I mean, clients, they just have a hard time find, navigating things in the first place. Now you have to navigate a business within a business. Right. It's not that easy. Yeah. Sounds like the matrix. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, again, the, I think along with the cancellations we talked about, there's, you just got to think not 100% of your clients are going to follow you wherever you go. Um, so be prepared that there's going to be, you're not going to have everybody. No, even if they say they're coming, it doesn't matter. I opened a salon, my first salon ever back in the day where my family was 30 minutes or 30 miles, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, from where I opened my salon, right? Do you know how many people that even family members that were like, I'm coming to you, I'm coming to you. They did not come to me. It doesn't matter. Like people can, will tell you that they will because they want, they want you to feel good. And maybe they have good intentions to planning to. And then they're like, oh, I don't really want to actually, I'm just going to keep it real close to home or I'm going right. to go where you were before, whatever it is. So it doesn't happen. I think, I think I was reading uh, the statistics on that before. And I think it was like 50% might follow you. I, yeah, that's where I'd, I'd plan on 50 yeah. and then do the math from that. And then what's it going to take to start marketing again to build up the other 50%? Right. It's going to take some work and it's going to take some time. And I, money. I think that's the other thing. Yeah. So it does well. take money to build clients. Yeah. I mentioned this one already, but I'll mention it again. You actually are at the mercy of the client's schedule. I know you think mm -hmm. I'll go work my own hours, whatever hours I want to. No, you're yeah. going to be at the mercy of your client's schedule for a good period of time. Again, maybe over three, four, five years, you've finally slide into something ideal, but it's going to, it's going to take some work to get there. Yeah. Remember how sweet I thought that was going to be. When yeah. I got instead my suite, you're like, Hey, I need I you home to watch the girls. Gotta, yeah. gotta go do this client now. I was like, this yeah. sucks. You know, I liked it better when you just had a stack schedule for six hours, eight hours, 10 hours, knowing you, you'll, you'll right. work those kind of shifts. Yes. But there it was just like so random all the time. Cause you weren't going to just sit in the suite no, and wait for the phone to ring. Yeah. I mean, so it was chaos. I, I hated that. Yeah, but I thought that, was, but this was the building process, which does take a while, like to get that big stack of clients. I mean, it's a, it, there's a build, like you, like you said, eventually down the road, yes, you'll have your clients and they'll accommodate you. And I get that. And that's, and that's great. But at the beginning, no. Yeah. It, it's going to take some time. If you're persistent, you'll probably be just fine. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Lease costs are going up. Keep that in mind. Like nothing's going down. And no. I'm sure most of you that maybe do rent right now, you've seen your costs go up quite a bit over the last year here in this inflationary period. I mean, stuff's not getting cheaper. And that's not for lease. That's for all your back bar products. That's just everything. Color, yes. oh my it's never going to stop. Yeah. And you got to remember now too. I mean, I see it at mine. My stylists are a little heavy handed at times with their mixing and we, you know, waste product. I see it. Um, now, now it's coming out of your pocket. Right. Not that the business owner, not that I want it wasted either. And I look at those numbers, but now it really, you'll really notice it because it's coming out of your pocket directly. So, and the color, everything's been, everything's bumped up. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this one before too. We just think it's not a great client experience and we've talked about your suite. I mean, we decked that thing out. Mm -hmm. That thing was immaculate. Yes. If you, if you. 
if you couldn't do a suite more beautiful, in my opinion, than what that was, it was, it was a great environment. I was going to make sure of it. Yeah. And yeah. we put a hell of a lot of time and money into making it be that to only have you stay there for three months. So that was a not waste my, of... Yeah. Just <laughs> not my jam. Not my right. thing. I tried it. I thought it. I thought all these things at the beginning that, that we're having you guys think about. And there's lots of people that it works for. And that's great. Um, just me being the person that I am and the culture and stuff that I come from and that I like to continue to be at, it didn't work. Uh, but yeah, we, I, that was my thing. I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it big. And so I did as big as you can in a 10 by 12 room. I mean, as big as I I changed absolutely everything. I spared no expense. And I, and I convinced you that this was going to be a lot cheaper play than me doing a build out of a, a salon, of course. Um, and that's how I got into it in the first place. And then we did it and then it just kept going and it was cool, but it was still not what for me, it was not what I want. Right. Ultimately. So, yep. Hey, we and tried it. Like we said, you might find that yourself. Like you did, you, yes, you did it and you're you like, might. I don't like this, but then I think your clients are going to say, if you came from anything that has a good ambiance and a good atmosphere, you start throwing them in this, this suite, they might not love it. Now they might love yeah. you and they'll keep coming to you, but they're probably not going to refer people. As right. often, I mean, there, there's all kinds of potential, um, potential. to think about there. But know? if you came from a terrible owner, a terrible culture, uh, a place that was dated, they might go, this is way better. Yeah. Yeah. The chaos. So glad don't. you did this. Yeah. So it could go that way too. Um, you just, it just all depends of where we were. Yep. We've talked about costs. I'm not going to hit on that. Then the last one that we have mentioned, but I'll kind of leave you with this. Just think about the fact that churn will happen. Turnover will happen. Clients are going to move. They're going to move on. And it's going to be more difficult to refill your book of business. So if you feel like I'm max, not taking any new clients, those changes now when they happen are going to be much more difficult to react to not having some, some level of support there. And I think people are moving more or more willing to move more often now than ever, you know? So you have to remember that and good or bad if they're moving in your area amazing if they're not then that that sucks too and but they're just gonna move like people are just more willing to move now than before i mean all the like we have so many clients that are transplants that aren't from arizona you know Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's just it's just a different time too but like you like you said you just have to prepare for that you're gonna have to keep filling for you there is no one behind the scenes doing all the stuff. And let me tell you, if they're a good owner, uh, they are doing a lot of work behind the scenes because that's what we do. Right. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, um, based on what we're talking about, we, we get the need to make the move sometimes to a yes. suite or yes. to a chair rental financially, if you've run the numbers or you're just trying to move into a new experience for yourself, for your clients, or you just want to try it, we're here to support you. We get it. We just want to make sure you're thinking about the potential upside and downside when you look at any situation and go get done what you need to get done for yourself, for your family, for your lifestyle. There's a lot of models to support it now. Yeah. But then I also want to say too, like, because we've talked a lot about my experience as well, don't feel bad if it doesn't work. It's okay to change it up too. If you, if you want to try it more power to you and it might, it might be exactly what you needed. You mm-hmm. might be ready. You might be that kind of person. That's awesome. And we, like we said, we support that hundred percent, but don't feel bad if you're like, get in there and I'm like, this is not my jam. This is not where I belong. Going back to a salon. It's totally fine. There's nothing that says that you're 
a loser and you didn't do a good job. You, you know, it's just, it's not, it wasn't the right fit for you, but you tried it. Yeah. And I love it anytime somebody tries something new and then they, they don't just stick it out and tough it out because it's not working, but they're like, well, I did it. So now I have to. No, you don't. Right. You don't be happy, ultimately be happy. And then the people around you will be happy too. So it make the changes that are necessary when they're necessary. Yeah. That's a great point. I think we overshadow that a lot. We are, we're willing to take risks and we're willing to take L's on some things. We're willing to fail and then figure out what we did wrong and improve it the next time. And we've hit lots of failures over our decade plus of, of having different salons and finding different situations to work with, which is why we're so passionate about the salon entrepreneur. So yeah, totally agree. That's the best point of this whole episode is (laughs) if you feel like you're ready to take the chance, take the chance. And if it sucks, that's fine. There's right. always something else that you can try. There's always some other place yeah. to to house your skills in a way that makes more sense. So yeah. awesome. Yep. Love it. Have a great week, everyone. Talk to y'all soon. Thank you.